preachers at the church like to say, we ain't gonna take long, but we're going to take our time. We'll talk about all the TV, movies, and music that define our everyday blackness. Welcome to the Black Card Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This your boy, Bird. I'm April D. Yep, Jay West. And I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Card Podcast. Guys, people fucking with us, man. People are fucking with us. Just getting, like, DMs and kind of texts just out the blue from people that you didn't even know listen to the show. Mm. And, you know, like, I've been getting love. I've been getting some, like... You know, hey, I can't wait to hear y'all talk about this topic, about that topic. Like, it's been pretty dope, man. I feel like the work we putting in is, like, really being worth it. We're getting, like, the fruits of our labor. So, y'all have had this old, those situations also? Yeah, I, um, I've um i gotten feedback from people. Now, I love when y'all text me stuff that I say. After we get done potting, I don't remember <laughs> what exactly I said, especially if it's not, like, the latest episode. But I love those conversations where it's like you just drop a line. So continue to drop those lines. Can't lie, man. It's getting better when you run into people just a little bit when they start telling you what you did say. Mm-hmm. Or if they just know who you are and they can just remember just knowing where we're going. Right, right, right. So, hey, y'all, just let y'all know we don't take it lightly, man. We really appreciate the love and support, man. It is noticed, man. So I think that's a good place to start out with our shout-outs, man. I'll start. Um, so my first shout-out is... I am D. LaShawn from the Two Outspoken Podcast with Sade. Uh, we talked about him on the pod before, man. She hit me up before this. was like, hey, I love the way y'all approach the topics. You know, y'all really try to be read up. And you teach me some things here and there. And to OJ Montgomery, that's at OJ.Montgomery. Uh, he's the owner of Legendary Creations with a K, graphics design. Um, he he tells me all the time, like at least once out the week, he like, Man, I'm listening to your pie, man. You so wild for this. I ever said this. I J did that. And he's like been very consistent and been a very loyal listener, man. He always gives me good feedback, you know, good, bad, or otherwise. So, you know, you got to, you know, show acknowledgement to them. What about y'all? I think for me, I want to shout out my girl at KT Sims underscore. Um, she sent in some stuff for us to talk about. I love when y'all send topics for us and like, I can't wait for y'all to discuss this or y'all need to talk about this. So thank you, girl. All right, I'm going to give a super shout out to my guy, Sid, two underscores G. That is somebody that was the OG that helped me in the business as far as working over there at Valet and also got a lot of things going on with his truck business. And he's also been listening to us and, you know, caring and letting people know all the way in the charlotte area mm, that's what's up man so yeah y'all uh we appreciate the support man but also um we also got a lot of love in the clubhouse today uh in the in the room with with freddie uh me and april were in there and uh you were in there a lot longer than i was yes i think i was in there like all of maybe three hours and it's so funny how clubhouse works because it's just like you get this notification that one of your friends started a room mm. you hop in there and we really like the conversations were so widespread i know one of the things that we were talking about was a um well you might need to clubhouse is very oh, new so you probably want to like like it. describe how clubhouse works okay so clubhouse is an audio-based social media app and right now it's in beta stage so they are doing invite only so you if you want an invite what you do is you go out and download the app reserve your screen name do we say screen name? Your username. And then um, 
you wait for somebody to either like see that you're waiting for an invite and they can let you in that way or somebody can literally invite you to the app. Once you get inside of the app, you basically, it's like, imagine being down in a, in, a, in a building with a long hallway and you can literally walk down the hallway and open the door and see what people are talking about and jump into the conversation and just listen. You can jump into the conversation and talk and discuss things. There's so many different topics. I think this morning I was in one. They were talking about manifesting. Um, <laughs> you was in it with B. Simone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was funny it was a lady in there that was actually like she was here in Huntsville well she used to live here in Huntsville and she was just talking about how she manifested all these things in her life like it was very interesting to hear mm-hmm. them talk um, then like you know of course like my friends were in one and uh, Bird and I ended up in the same um, clubhouse room and we were discussing kind of debriefing from a conversation we had last night about whether or not we wanted to take the COVID-19 vaccine And the funny thing about the Clubhouse app is you only get a picture, you get a bio, and you get a lot of characters in your bio, and you get your audio. That's it. No gallery, no none of that. You only get your your, uh, user photo. You don't add pictures. There's no DMing. Mm -mm. Like, you you can have a closed room with somebody else, but it's all audio-based, and I absolutely love it. Yes, so, like, we were discussing whether or not we we wanted to take the vaccine. And it's funny because just how um, my friends are set up, like even in the most serious topic, we're going to find some laughs. So just in that conversation, um, people came in and there was a guy that was saying that he didn't want, like people will, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say lie, but I'm going to say lie to <laughs> prove their point. Like I know one of my friends said that he was in a discussion where they said that if you come from a certain background, that you will not be successful. Mm. So he told his story about how his dad murdered three people and went to jail, and he's and he's now a doctoral candidate. His what? dad's a tailor. Okay. <laughs> and I was just like, sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta prove your point. Like right. in the vaccine conversation, there was a guy he killed off both his grandmas to prove a point. We was like, <laughs> now I hope he prayed afterwards. But, oh man. Man, it's tough, man. It's, it's, fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, so you know, if y'all on Clubhouse, I'm pretty sure you will cross paths or whatever. And uh, I hope everybody enjoys the app like we are. If you're an opinionated person, if you really, if you like to talk, and it's a, it's really good if you want to listen and learn because there are a lot of professional people in all really sorts of avenues. You have your music A and R's, you have your celebrities, you know, you have a lot of business focus focused. Uh our, our uh my homegirl Kim, she uh runs Politoscope, which is a political um app. Oh wow. And um it's it's cool because what it is is kinda like breaks down politics and more us, like as in black folks kind of simplified, you know, for a lot of so Anyways, like she has a, a room every week that they kind of get in there and go on the spill. So it's on Twitter. It's at K Y M M Y. It's an underscore in there somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So it's is I'm not even from Georgia, and they had like a Georgia room last week. It was so informative, and I, I enjoyed it. So yeah. So you know, if y'all on Clubhouse, y'all know what we're talking about or whatever. But um. Oh, I'm, you have to have an iPhone. Thank God. You have to have an iPhone, and do not screen record because you will be suspended. In hip hop news, we got our good verses announced. Oh yeah, I'm excited. It's about to be a what girl fight. 
I used to love Brooke Valentine, but this today is not about her. It's not. But that was a good song. Like I had the CD. Okay. Which one wins? Girl fight or um beat that bitch with a bottle? Oh man. Hit that bitch with a bottle. I mean hit that bitch with hey, I, go. I don't fight. I don't argue. I, I just hit, hit that, that bitch, bitch with, with a bottle. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a, okay. I know that song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, which one win in the one head to head versus? Hit that bitch with a bottle, bro. All that. I mean like if you got a bottle in your hand, who you think gonna win? All right, all right. I mean, but even but just saying that fight, though, it sounds right. I know, it, girl fight was a good it's song. About, and then she had the the feature on there. About to throw them bows. She had pimp in the video. Like, yeah. We here talk about Ashanti and Keisha Cole. Oh man, how'd y'all feel when y'all saw it was announced? Personally, I was excited because I. I used to love those art like it's it's nostalgic. Like mm-hmm. I get to go back and listen to Ashanti and Keisha Cole. Y'all wanna know who y'all think I'm going for? Did I tell y'all already? Wait, okay, okay. I don't okay. Let's guess for everybody. I feel like you are an Ashanti kind of woman. Don't answer yet because I want to give mine too. I feel the same way. All right, so we're looking at Jay. Who do you think Jay is going for? Ashanti as well. Jay got too much hood in him. I think he's going for Keisha. Okay. Now it's me. Ashanti. Keisha. All right. Go ahead with your spiel. So I have to say, I'm going to sing my heart out the entire time, but I, I'm, my money's on Ashanti. Mm-hmm. My money's on Ashanti. I, I've always loved her. Jay, who, who, who you got your money on? Who you riding with? Keisha. I, I knew it. She got an arm tattoo, like of you know course. Hey, but I'm going with Keisha with the gap. I'm not going with the Keisha that got the veneers. I ain't got time for that one. You, hey man, Shanti man, uh-huh. Shanti. Well, go ahead and run down your reasons why. Okay, so both of them kind of came out around the same time. It's like a two year gap. Yeah. It's, not, it's nothing major. But yeah. um, two, three, let me tell you. Ashanti's first CD, I can sing from like the beginning until the end. Like literally, if she goes on to that verses and just plays that CD, I'm good with it. Honestly, after that CD, there's no CD that's as strong as that one to me. (laughs) Like I went through like her list and then I was going through like Keisha's and Ashanti just had more songs that... I felt like were hits. I didn't even touch the features though. I feel like they're gonna have to pull into their feature, like songs they were featured on mm-hmm. or had features with Bag because I don't think they have a lot of music between the two of them. Yeah. But gotcha. I'm definitely going for Ashanti. But when Keisha Cole dropped her songs, I'm gonna sing along as well. Mm-hmm. My sister is always gonna be in this plug on this. You know why? Because every. Keisha Cole album for the first three, mm-hmm. I've heard them all from her. <laughs> and I know that she had at least maybe three singles that was working for those. Like, you got the one that she had with uh, the beginning, the, the first album with uh, Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And then I can't really think of everything right now, but I do remember my sister playing all these albums, like Love and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like, Love is like a wedding, like... Love is your, like... You can beat three songs with that, period. Dog, that is a, a strong... She in it hollering. Yeah, like... 
I feel like when it comes up to Ashanti, she is talented, but when it comes to her talent, it comes with the people who was trying to sell her mm-hmm. versus Keisha Cole having a little more people who were driving with her with emotions. Right. Like, she kind of reminds me of like a young, like Keisha Cole reminds me of like a young Mary J. Blige kind of feel. Yeah. Like, it's very emotion-driven singing. Mm-hmm. Like, she gonna, she know, like, it's like, that Keisha, she knows she can sing. Right. So she's going to holler all over this mic, which I am A-okay with. And you know what's crazy? I still think, like, when I hear it, like, in my head, as I'm thinking about how the, like, the verses is going to go, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about my head listening to Rock With Me. Mm-hmm. I-, I just want to love you, baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there like, mm-hmm. that is hard, but, man, I feel like it's so much more that Keisha has, though. Wait. You remember she got this teach it's, it's, it, well, it's called All Baby at the same time. Y'all talking about Ashanti, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what you talking oh, about. I that's what I'm saying. Like, I do give her credit for that, but then I also think about it like this. Keisha Cole had an advantage when she had that television show. Oh, uh... What was the name of that? With, she with, had one with, with her husband. With, uh, with she had Hanks. one. I'm talking about her mom. No, I'm talking about with her sister. And all that. Yeah. But uh, that, remember, that's how she kept pushing her albums. Really? That, so that so she was using that as like the a, way it is. All of them. Dog. You got to think like, dude, she's the origin of the story of using reality TV. Dog, if Frankie come up in that bitch. <laughs> well. We thought Gucci and Jeezy was a problem. <laughs> Wait, Dial. <laughs> Dial. Wait till Frank get in there, right. bitch. That's the reason to go to for real. Nah, Keisha had some like shit going on, like kind of like she been because uh she had a rough breakup with Booby. Wasn't that like Daniel Gibson? Wasn't that? Yeah, but that was like love and hip hop. We talking about like before oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. though. Like oh man, let me tell you, yeah, because old Keisha, like even though I'm an Ashanti fan, I think it's gonna kind of be like a spades game. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really, really going to come out to who goes first Mm -hmm. and who plays the songs in reply. So it's like like for Keisha Cole, we brought up Love. Ashanti might want to goddamn save her good songs because when Love dropped, that bitch going to shake the table. Oh, yeah. Like you might want to throw some little bullshit out there from the B side of your album and kind of play some other ones. Or what's that song? I remember when my heart broke. I remember when I gave up loving you. It's like, you know, like, as a real nigga, you over here just singing it. But then, like, you got to give the Ashanti story of, you know, you're doing a terrible job. I know I can't sing. But y'all know what song I'm talking about. No, I don't. Y'all don't? The uh, give me some like I'm, I'm a lyrics a guy. Foolish, uh, was it foolish or oh, over yeah. and over I try, oh, over and over yeah, 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 I yeah. cry. I'm just saying like they both have songs that are very. Okay, I know what you were trying to go for now. <laughs> right, my bad, my bad. Like, let but, me tell you, you a lot of things, but producer ain't one of them. <laughs> no, I'm not a singer. I do remember. What? I was thinking of because see, you gotta be careful yeah, with though the, with the boom cast. Nah, boom cat, boom boom cat. Hey, you gotta be careful because people are getting confused with Scarface because that was Scarface. Nigga, that what you just did. Yeah, that's why. I, hey, I'm bowing out gracefully, y'all. But look, let but, me tell you, I gotta go for Ashanti because what is what is Keisha Cole gonna do when Ashanti start playing? 
J-Lo songs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. First of all, I was but... Nah, like, I've been so hot about... Well, no, no, no. Before we get there, do y'all be dressing up for, for the Versus concert like I do? Not to your level. You go A, like... <laughs> You go there, but but you know what? Like now, I might I might do that. You got your baby fat coat. <laughs> I don't have my baby fat coat anymore. You know what? Oh, if you were like, let's say you had everything at your disposal, what would be your perfect fit for the Shanti versus Keisha Cole versus battle? What are you wearing to the living room? Hmm. Okay. I actually can go back into my younger days. I had this jean jumpsuit. The one piece, okay? Killing them. It had a little belt around it that was denim as well. Um, maybe maybe a little bucket hat to go with it. And um, so the pants were kind of flared at the bottom as well. Bill bottoms, if you must. Um, and what were those fat farm shoes? Huh? Remember the, what the not fat, was it the baby fat shooting? It was fat it's farm. It was the daughter's made. You talk because you talk ice cream. Was that the no, ones that the uh, there was a shoe? The, y'all don't remember the fat? No, I remember shoes. fat farm shoes, but you wear fat farm shoes with that fit. I ain't had no style. I was like, What? Yeah, where we going with this one? You said I was thinking pastries. That's what I thought yeah, you were yeah, talking that's about. The name of what because the mugs still cost a hundred and some odd dollars. No, I no, that's what I thought you was talking wow, about. Wow, no, no, it's like it's like they like Fat Farm Adidas. <laughs> that was the worst shoe you could put on, man, back in the day. But nah, were they wearing that with that fit? I don't know, man. I am. What you wearing? You asked me what I'm wearing, and I told you. What you wearing? Now what are you wearing, Bird? Because this is what oh four ish. Yeah. I mean, if we talk about when their career started. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's like oh four ish, right? Oh two, right. really? Okay. Ooh. All right. So this might be like a really, really, really Huntsville thing, cause I but I think people was, was doing this everywhere. I hope they were. So all right. So I got a tall T on, of course. I got some baggy jeans, too way too big. Jabos. Of course, okay. gotta have straps. Collars. But look, check this out though. So I got this belt buckle right. And it light up, and it got, <laughs> and it got my nickname going across the front. Of me. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Man, we from Alabama, like a <laughs> nah, I've been looking. Hey. I'm like, like, I'm not by myself. Am I? Yeah. I mean, nah, you know, like you used to like get the get the belt buckle, right? And you had to sit there and like program the belt buckle to say what you wanted to say. We had those too. <laughs> Y'all had those too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nah, you know what I really, really also have in this fit, other than my headband, is do you remember when you used to have the um before the baby Nokia, the big Nokia? Mm. But you remember you used to have the light up antenna and a light up battery pack? Oh, for sure. Nah, it used to motherfucker used to be walking around and that bitch just the ball died as soon as you answered. One hundred percent. But that bitch just sparkling and shit like a roll for <laughs> <laughs> I know airbrushed. Y'all had airbrushed t shirts too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, it was me. I got rockwear pants on. Mm-hmm. I probably got on some decent ass probably some Allen Iversons. 
Oh, you well, you're rocking the questions. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm that was a hot ass shoe. Yeah, I like people sleep on the question Reeboks. No, they were hot. And then I'm probably wearing an academic shirt. Okay, can I? Oh, I don't know if this is the same time. I feel like it may be. Or Nietzsche. Nah, it's either one of them. This might be a little. Oh no, it is. The uh, same air. No, no, no. I got one. Okay, I'm wearing my skin. Oh, oh, you talking that case though? Oh, no, the crazy. I don't yeah. ever hear anybody talk about Muskeen. And I, Bro, that was the most creative brand at that moment though. Did you did y'all have Muskeen? Do you know what we're talking yeah. about when we say Muskeen? April? I'm not sure. She had to look it up though. So Muskeen was It was it, a dude brand, so I'm not being funny. Yeah, it was like a it, so it was kind of like it was made kind of artisticy, mm-hmm. so it was a T-shirt, and it looked like it had paint splattered all over it, threw in with a little glitter, and it had like this Muskeen logo somewhere on it. So it's like a Basquiat T-shirt before mm-hmm. Basquiat, and yeah. it was like super popular down here. And they were like kind of like at that that day and age expensive. So if a nigga pulled up with a damn three X Muskeen shirt, like that nigga was styling on you. Like, if you damn. had a Muskeen shirt back in the days, you knew it was eighty plus dollars. Oh, with them uh, Evizu pants. Oh, now, sure. So the Evizu had like the little design on the back. Mm-hmm. So if you had a Muskeen, let's say you had a, a black Muskeen shirt with it had red paint on it, and you yeah. had some black Evizu pants with the red humps oh, on the yeah. back. You was that guy. Oh, you like, damn, that nigga sell drugs. Yeah. You, or his mama was a doctor. Yeah, exactly. It was one or the other. Because you couldn't afford it by yourself. <laughs> Let me tell you, Rita Hayes wasn't buying that shit for me. <laughs> I'm telling I was getting them, them two for 40 Reeboks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting me a pack of white tall tees and a couple of hats just to mix and match. Let me tell you something. My sister's Jordans used to cost $75. And mm-hmm. all I did was wear either some, remember when Air Force Ones was a little more cheaper? Mm-hmm. I either got the Air Forces or I got some Reeboks or I got some shoes with Shoe Carnival. <laughs> I ain't we ain't gonna talk about the wheel, nah, nigga. I don't even want to start like, you know, like places like shoe carnival and shit. We you know what? Old gotta, stores are gonna be a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. But shoe carnival, brought something up. I got man. You. But all right, so going back, we got the verse in. What's what you think the score is? Because you got April, you got uh, Shanti, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going twenty rounds. What's your scorecard? I'm gonna say it's gonna be. Hmm. Let's say 13. 7. 5, 2. Oh, okay, ties. Mm. I like that. Okay. What's your? All right, for me, I'm going to Shanti. I'm with April. I think once, I think she got a lot of firepower, but it's going to get like really cold really fast for her. Uh, mm, I want to, it's, it's not going to be an easy, like a, a easy night for her. 12, 8. Yeah, twelve eight feels good. Twenty. What about you? What? I said we talking about twenty. Oh, I so, thought you I said. Was like, <laughs> I, wait, I wait. thought he said twenty. Oh, I like in what fucking world? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying I'm thinking twenty. That's mm-hmm. tough though. Like I say, I can see it going half and half. And I don't know. We'll see, man. The but going back on my J Lo thing. Do y'all know about the the, the history and the story behind J Lo and Ashanti? I've always heard about J-Lo stealing songs mm-hmm. from Ashanti specifically. And so, because I knew we was bringing this up, I want to give you guys a real quick rundown. Because when I say 
This shit is in fucking sane. It's insane. So we're going to start off with, I'm going to start kind of like in the middle part of JLo's career. So you remember like after, I'm going to tell you why Ashanti comes into play. Uh So her, JLo's albums, like her second album wasn't really selling that that good. And she was about to come out with a third one. So she needed a hit, right? Mm. She was working with Tommy Mottola from Sony. If you remember, Tommy Mottola is Mariah Carey's ex-husband. Tommy Mottola went to Irv Gotti was like, look, I know you did a song with Mariah and Ja for a duet. Fuck Mariah. I need you to do me a favor and put J-Lo on a song with Ja Rule. Right? Right. So, Irv like, all right, man, what the fuck ever. Ja had already written I'm Real. Ashanti had already did the demo for I'm Real. So he just went in that morning and just put J-Lo's name on I'm Real and made wow. I'm Real in yeah. 10 minutes. So when you listen to I'm Real, those are Ashanti's vocals. Like, these aren't even, like, dubbed as in sang over. Nah, I remember. Yeah. When you hear that shit, you, it's literally... Because at the time, Ashanti wasn't um, signed to Murder, Inc. She was just writing and working with him. Yeah, she was just... Uh, he signed her as a writer. Exactly, mm. exactly. So he was fucking over uh, Mariah at the time. And which when Mariah, Mariah uh, no Tommy Mottola, oh yeah, 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 was yeah, fucking yeah, over yeah. Mariah, yeah. Which ding, ding, ding brings in the beef between Mariah and J Lo. Yeah, you know how Mariah, anytime you talk about J Lo to Mariah, Mariah be like, "Who she is just, that?" Yeah, yeah, she yeah, like, "Who yeah, is that?" Yeah, that is that. where because Tommy Mottola was pushing J Lo and fucked Mariah and that's over when she started fucking with Jermaine Dupri. Yes. Yeah, yes. that makes sense. Yeah, I remember. So, then, yeah, dog, yeah. It, I was like, dog, that shit yeah. makes so much sense. So, let me give you a quick rundown of the songs that J-Lo have stolen. Has stolen. <laughs> <which is> stolen. <laughs> we got a list. Nigga. Right. So, she got, I told you about Unreal. She yeah. got Ain't It Funny. She got from Ashanti. Mm-hmm. She tried to steal What's Love. What's Love. And then got Fat Joe saved that. Fat Joe and Ashanti because Ashanti kind of like she, uh, she, she was a little Fat further Joe along. Said he liked her voice, right? And yeah. she and it was a little further along. And Ashanti was a little further along and established, so she mm-hmm. can kind of like fight for herself. She sang no vocals on Selena, the mm-hmm. Selena like when she when she came out. Yeah. Then she did her song, um, uh, "If You Had My Love and I Gave." That was for Shante Moore. It was written by Dark Child, and that's when. Um, J-Lo was fucking with Puffy So Puffy basically went to Dark Child like Hey, this is my girl I know you got that song for Shantae Moore It sounds yeah, like a banger good. So boom So you kind of If you want to get that on Puff Whatever But that's what got kind of the ball to roll And so now Waiting for Tonight Damn. Waiting for Tonight uh, uh, yeah. That was a group named Third Party So she stole that shit oh, Wow, J-Lo Then she stole a song called Play From Christina Milian. Then she stole Jenny from the Block and so many tracks from that same album from this unknown artist named Natasha Ramos. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. She stole that. She stole that. Because Natasha Ramos was like a Latin singer with more range. So she kind of sounds like J-Lo. So she sang like a bunch. And that's like J-Lo's fourth album. Mm-hmm. Then um, this is the wildest shit. She tried to steal uh, One Thing by Amory. It's just one thing that gets yeah, me tripping. Yeah, yeah. She bad. tried to steal that. Amory and her manager basically went to a radio station and purposefully leaked 
the song. And, that. and that caused like some little, like it was like some Tension. little beef because the thing was, once it was leaked, it had got so big so fast, it they couldn't pull it back. It's That's <laughs> wild. Well, talking about old shit coming back up. Man. <laughs> a, a good girl, JT, boy. For y'all that don't know, JT had a wild week. So, I don't know when or why this trend came up on Twitter, but they were going into JT's Twitter account and finding her old tweets and just like republishing them, if you will, because I don't even want to just use the term retweeting because it's like all her old tweets were just like retweeted. That shit was screenshotted and all that. Like you said, that's more republishing. She's a wild girl. Or she was. Look, I'm looking at one right now. I said, I wish R. Kelly was here with me right now. I know he would get me right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hey, look. She had one that said, I can't believe I'm in here arguing about Aaliyah. R.I.P. though. And I was just like, Bro, wow. that was the one that sent me. Yeah. Uh, like she's from Florida. Like she had one that said, "I swear I hate niggas. I should be a fucking Nazi." <laughs> 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 so this is the thing to me. Like it, it's a bunch of the, the before we go. Y'all got any other good JTO tweets? Like I always want to start starting the show with JTO tweets. Erica Ballhead, Erica Badu Ballhead, Rock, Roxy Miserable Ass, always minding everybody but her own. <laughs> I want to be down, Brandy Ass. I, <laughs> I don't even know where she was going with that. It was like she was very upset though. Wow, that's enough, bro. Bro, it is so fucking funny. So, all right, if wait, y'all, what? she said I want to get raped by R. Kelly. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I know somebody's listening to this. And they're like, we shouldn't be laughing. But if you went to public school. This shit is fucking okay, funny. Yeah, you uh, gotta yeah. find this funny, bro. Yeah. Okay, so like her page got deactivated for a hot second. It literally wasn't. It was like overnight that she yeah. was up the next yeah. day. So, how much impact do you think these old tweets? Because I think the most recent one was like 2018 ish, 17, 18 ish was like the most recent. The furthest back I saw was like 13 in there. So, how much impact should these have on her career, in you guys' opinion? Okay. So, here here are my thoughts. I find it funny that now, being in the social media age, there is no forgiveness for your past. Mm-hmm. So, you can say something wild five years ago when you were 15. I'm not saying, I mean, she's older than that. But mm-hmm. you can say something five years ago in that mindset and have an opinion then. And in 2020, somebody will dig it up and be like, this you? (laughs) I grew, okay? Like, I mean, JT probably still be thinking that stuff, but she's smart (laughs) enough now not to say it. But it's it's crazy because when people make it to a certain status, like, Mm -hmm. they literally have to go through and, like, sweep their tweets. Like, I know people who have had to delete their Twitters because it's just like, you know, college me was was wild. Like, I mean, my, my college Twitter is gone. Yeah, I'm on my second account also. I deleted mine. Where'd yours go? Listen, man, this isn't about me. This is uh, about JT. All right, <laughs> so, okay. Quick side story. I'll tell you what happened to my original account. Twitter got upset because I kind of told somebody I would stab him. It, it was in the... <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> 
come on now. Come on. It's, like, come on, it's me. Like, yeah, come, on, like, come on. And then, like, the, the funny thing was, like, when they when they suspended my account, they give you a, a chance to appeal. So it's like you have to, like, write in. Like, you literally have to write in appeal and, and state your case to get your account back. And I'm like, I'm looking at it like, it's right here in black and white. Then I told this man I was going to stab him. And let me tell you, do you know why I told him he was going to stab him? Why? <laughs> he has said, y'all niggas will stab your mother to defend future. And being a, a, a solid future fan, I was like, why would I stab my mother when I could just stab you? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> then, <laughs> then I had like a moment like, I, I, like right before I hit sin or tweet, I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to have any repercussions. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of egregious. I was like, for future, <laughs> I just hit that bitch. Like, boom. <laughs> Yo. R.I.P. Scarecrow. Scarecrow. <laughs> you can't even Google that one. <laughs> no, he can't though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was just, somebody might find enjoy that story, you know. So, but yeah, all right, Jay, you, you think uh, how much impact should this have on JT's career now? None at all. None at all. Because it's not that deep. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't survive 2011 on Twitter if that was the case. I mean, you people that's sitting here trying to have opinions now, y'all had to just get on here like, what, a couple years ago? Because mm-hmm. the way we was actually on Twitter acting a donkey. Like, even what you just said, you said. Right. Bro, think about that. You said that like 10 years ago. Light it, work. Easy. Just whatever. And then, like, even with that, like, Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Remember that little bullshit. Same thing, bro. It don't matter. Like, <sighs> people are fake woke. Right. Because Twitter started 2009. So... It's what, 11 years old? Did y'all hear what she had on her little video? Well, she did like the audio record. The voice tweet? Yeah. Did y'all hear it? Uh-uh. Are you, why, why you find that? No, I'm right here. Oh, you got it? Yeah. I'll go ahead. You know what? Y'all bitches on this app win. I'm not for the, I'm not even for to be myself. I'm for to be so professional, bitch. I'm going to show up to Twitter in a suit and tie every motherfucking day. Stop worrying about my motherfucking tweets and what I motherfucking write and patrol y'all own motherfucking shit. Make sure you don't write the wrong thing. Get the fuck off my page patrolling what the fuck I say. Trying to find a negative in every motherfucking thing people say on this app with a verified check. Y'all dick sucking, stupid, slow, retarded. I should never say retarded because that's not nice. But fuck y'all. Y'all bitches is aggravating. Y'all bitches is just looking for shit to do. Look for other things to do. Like, people don't be writing shit for it to offend nobody. We would just be speaking. I'm just speaking my motherfucking mind. I'm just supporting another black girl. Y'all, on the other hand, is looking to, oh, you don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Bitch, don't say shit to me. That's what y'all don't do. Ugh. <laughs> that was dumb right there. It was the Do you know how tickled I am that in her like spear she used retarded and like fuck I should say retarded? <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing that had me the weakest was like I should say retarded, oh, but uh, yeah. Uh, that baby trying. 
<laughs> she trying hard. Hey, look, I know she, I know she be giving P fits. I know every day P wake up like, man, what the fuck happened today? <laughs> what I gotta correct today? Oh god, yeah. <laughs> and he can't he can't sleep well. You know he can't. He's a fucker. <laughs> you know he get up in the morning, get in front of the sink, and just let out one of these. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I th- thought for a while now? What's up? I think Twitter would benefit. If it automatically deleted tweets that are over a year old. Because what benefit do we kind of have from having to archive our tweets? Sometimes it's cool. Sometimes, you know, you can go look back and shit. But there's a lot of other places where, you know, hell, if you want to keep it, you might want to screenshot it. You know what I'm saying? And I think Twitter would benefit because it's almost like when we talked about Clubhouse. Mm Mm-hmm. The appeal of Clubhouse is that, you know, there is no paper trail. You aren't, you don't feel kind of like that feeling of let me watch what I say or do because it may come back to haunt me. So you're allowed the opportunity to kind of let your hair down and be a little more authentic. And I feel like if Twitter was to make some strides into getting that back on this app, it'll probably do a lot better for his users. You know, I've actually tried to go back and look and find old shit on my stuff and I can't. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out how much time and energy. Oh, it's not hard. Every, I mean, but I mean, like, I know I said some fucked up things. I've literally researched to try to see, like, in the, and retype the things that I kind of said mm-hmm. and I can't find them shit. You're not, you're not searching right. Mm-hmm. I can't be. This is, how much work do you really got to been, like, how much you been paying it's, attention, it's, though? It's not hard. Like, literally, like, there's this little thing, especially on a computer, Man, I got to check easy. myself You can out. just go in, go to somebody's name, and search on a certain keyword. So mm-hmm. if somebody tweets about one thing, like, they can literally search on, I don't, I can't think of a word. No, I get it. Like, yeah. like, okay, so for example, like, JT just said retarded. We're going to use retarded as an example. Mm-hmm. If you go to the Twitter search field, you will put at that girl JT, I think that's it's some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, the girl JT, whatever space retarded, are uh, her tweets that she's associated with that have the word retarded in it will come up. Mm-hmm. So that's like that's what it's like. It's not hard if you kind of, I mean, if you just know what you're doing. But you know I mean, like, it's not it's not it's intuitive. Her, I was just wondering, like, has she changed her name in between? Because I have, like, you know what I mean. I've changed my name between the time of Probably not. that. I don't think so. I don't. I went. I mean, if if I didn't get my account snatched, I wouldn't think to change my name. I've only changed it once. The only reason I even changed my name was just so <laughs> my baby mama wouldn't find me. But that was a whole different story. But uh, she still found me, and I still don't like it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> hey, don't be using this pie to make <laughs> like. Hey. I'm about to say we. Cause look, we don't need it. No. Nope, hey, y'all worry about that? She probably over here like his little weak ass podcast. Like, yo, whatever. <laughs> that smoke. I think people really just be searching and hunting so hard, though. Like, but who has that much energy? They do. I was to say, it literally takes, like, two seconds to do. Like, I could search your old tweets if I wanted to, but I just don't feel like it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, like, it literally takes nothing. Because, I mean, I've searched my old tweets to see, like, did I say anything mm-hmm. wild? I haven't, but. Yeah. Not too wild. My one's horrible, wild. but I have seen wild, like. But you have to think about it now also, like with the impacts, (laughs) like it's funny how you see each social media platform go from like something fun to very like there's a lot of rules and stipulations Mm -hmm. and like, you know, like 
I mean, the president of the United States tweets on mm-hmm. Twitter. Like, you can get True. news on Twitter. You can get True. all this information. Like, Instagram now. Like, it used to be just, I thought it was like a photo editing app. But it was apparently like you post pictures and things. And now look what it's grown to. People are making money off of there. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, you can have your fun at one point. But at some, to- at some point, like, even Clubhouse. I feel like at some point, people are going to take that and... Flipping into they gonna ruin it, yeah, yeah. LinkedIn for the voice. And and the thing is, Clubhouse is going to get ruined early. Reason being, the people on Clubhouse, it was started with the big names and the celebrities. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because did you hear there was a room uh, started (sighs) that was uh, is Kevin Hart funny after his uh, what's called came out? Stand up. Mm -hmm. I just stand up. Kevin Hart came in and basically went up and uh, defended himself yeah. in the room, which of course you can have your. We're not going to get into that, yeah. but just the fact that Clubhouse brings that kind of fanfare—I mean, not that kind of fan, that kind of attention—like people are going to be into it. People are going to get like I've seen people record. I don't know how the hell they're doing it, but I've seen like recordings from clubhouse today and i'm like oh because you can't screen record it's like right. youtube i mean not like netflix you, right. so i don't know it means fucking hackers in the world so but like you said they're going to ruin it some way somehow and it, i honestly don't even understand why if that makes sense like you mean why they would like so if i wouldn't want to like i can't find a reason to want to record in clubhouse so bad because if you need to hear it, you would be there. But the crazy thing is, I've already seen on the Twitter timeline somebody recorded something from um, about the prostitutes. Club. I didn't. I didn't actually listen to it. I just mm. saw that they were clubhouse screen records, and but they had it covered up. But I was like, really? <laughs> you already breaking the rules. See, this is who invited you. Right. But that's yeah. the thing. You can see like who invited who. Look and yeah. Ooh, you know what? That might be. What kind of was ah? That's it's gonna be like a self-regulatory system, cause think about, cause when you join Clubhouse, you only have one invite, off rip. So you kind of be a little particular about who you invite off that alone. If think if it's a situation where if somebody violates, not only you but who invited you, Ooh. would be removed or suspended or whatever, it would become a situation like cause some you need severe consequences. Yeah. It would be one of those situations where not only would people feel like they don't want to abuse their right, but it's like you would feel like, hey, I got to be very particular with who I fuck with. Your yeah, careful would be yeah. very thought out in process. Mm-hmm. Put some accountability in there. Mm-hmm. Clubhouse, if you listening, that was for free because I like your app. Mm-hmm. I, want it, I want it to be successful. It's just like uh, you give people things and people do people mm-hmm. but uh yeah man so hey we're going to have a little swap up a little juggle things around uh try something new if you like it let us know if you hate it let us know um we're actually going to move the let down up and put it in the middle of the show so april go ahead and choose the let down for the week all right so the let down for this week the let down for those of you guys that don't know is basically an opportunity for people to share their stories about a time when they were let down, okay? And in order to share your story, it's very easy. You can send us an email. I'm going to let Barry do the email at the end. (laughs) 
or you can slide in the DMs of the Instagram page and we will read your story, discuss it, go in, do whatever. You can be anonymous, like nobody has to know it's you. Hey, if you know me personally and you don't want me to tell them who it is, you can just message me. But send your stories in because this is like the opportunity where you get to vent mm-hmm. and tell the whole story and nobody's judging you because we don't know who it is. Okay? Bingo. All right. So I'm about to read today's letdown and it is called Tinder on Ice. Okay. 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 <laughs> I like that. Skating? I don't know. Okay. So I met this guy on Tinder. He was very handsome, so I definitely swiped interested on this man. He didn't have much on his profile, but in conversation, he seemed cool. We exchanged numbers and started texting, and he asked to meet up and have a drink, and I agreed. Here's the tea. He asked to meet. He asked me to meet him at an apartment complex. I thought maybe we'd go somewhere, but no. This man brought a bottle and wanted me to drink with him in the parking lot. WTF. So I pour up the crown and we start drinking. OMG. So number one, I find out this man is separated. Not divorced, separated. I'm like, okay, whatever. The whole time we're there, he's talking about his wife, because that's what she is. As we talk more, we realize that we have mutual friends. He then urges me not to tell anyone we've met up, because although he's separated, he still lives at home with his wife and kids. At this point, I'm embarrassed, and nobody even knows I'm here. The whole time I'm with him, he wants to have an Ayala fix my life moment, talking about all the reasons he's separated from his wife. Whole time I was like, God, okay, I'll get off Tinder. I left that night in total confusion. Sirs, if you're married, stay off single people stuff, okay? Got me out here drinking Crown with married men while they cry about their poor decisions. <laughs> the old ice. <laughs> I get it, because the Crown. Yeah, okay, that was um, good. That was a good. One. Um, oh man, Avery, you got any takes? Man, Tinder is a wild place. Man, it is a wild place. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I get on there and I'm like, eh, no. <laughs> like I, I feel bad because I literally start a conversation with, like, I'll match with people mm-hmm. and then I'll start a conversation and I'll just turn, I'll just delete the whole app. And then like a few <laughs> months later, I'll get back on there and like there's nothing in my like profile or anything like that. So don't match with me because I'm not gonna be I'm, I'm there for there for a good time not a long time that sounded bad so that was like nah <laughs> pull that one back yeah. <laughs> but um but no that's that's wild and then the funniest part was the whole like oh wait you know people i know don't tell nobody i mm. met you wow that's that's tough jay you got anything for tender on ice yeah a little bit uh my thing is like why are we even like matching up that quick on the like I feel like yo we, we shouldn't even be on here. Like I shouldn't match Who's we married uh, man, you married. No, I mean like I'm not <laughs> I'm not going on no app anyway to meet no woman, but at the same time though, Mr. Bitches. You know what? But uh <laughs> nah, I, I'm not meeting no bitch on no shit like that. That's just nah, we ain't doing that. Mm. Wait, so are you above Tinder? Are you above dating apps? Yeah, I am. So what makes you above the dating app? Because I feel like dating apps are depra- uh, desperation. Oh. oh, shit. This is I know this is going here. Okay, okay. I feel okay. that way. Okay. This is uh, how I feel. Let me moderate this shit. April, you're on dating apps, aren't you? I, occasionally, you I am. You just said you was on Tinder. So it sounds like, Jay, he maybe just... you serve in a way implying that you are desperate. How do you respond? That's what it sounds like. And so I'm, hmm. 
I mean, go ahead. Do you? Which way is the swipe that you like? Is it swipe right if you like them? Like, I can't be offended by your opinion if I would swipe left on you. So, like, I'm not going to be... Bird. I just, I just thought about what you said. Like, you so sorry. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't be offended by the opinion of a swipe left. Like, like, like swipe left need to get a stay out of swipe right business. I can't. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But I can't. Oh, you clever, April. You clever. I mean, that's cool. I mean, but I can't be offended by anybody. I'm not gonna see on the app at all. I mean, you're not gonna see because you're not on there. But I but can't if you... swipe shit because I ain't that desperate to see it. <laughs> All right, okay, hold on. So, so April, I didn't know that this conversation was gonna go this way. So I can get this <laughs> shit flushed out. April, do you feel like you're desperate? I don't feel like I'm desperate. I am. I mean, in this world of what we live in, I am giving myself to be put out into situations to be to meet people. We use social media and all that good stuff to meet people. Tinder ain't nothing but a social media, but with a purpose. Mm -hmm. Well, Jay, let me moderate. So, you are single, correct? Mm -hmm. So, is there room where maybe you should be on a dating app? Because you're not with anybody. Mm -hmm. So, there is a aura or a realm that you can say... You don't have it figured out either, so you can't pass judgment. Single here is by choice. It's not because I don't have enough options. The options are there. I just want to be single. When it comes up to anybody who uses those apps and do that, I have no judgment. Well, I, I, mean, have, you have, judgment. I have judgment, but I don't have judgment as far as how I look at you and say you're horrible for doing it. I can look at you and still feel the way I feel, but it doesn't mean I'm looking at you and saying, hey... You're terrible for doing it. You're just saying, hey, you're desperate. That's just mm-hmm. the opinion. I do feel like there's desperation in that because, I mean, we weren't doing this shit a couple years ago. Because it w- well, Tinder was around a couple years ago. No, what I mean is when I started dating, like really taking the people that I was trying to take serious, I didn't never look at anybody that reached out to me in any kind of social form outside of the box of me meeting them and having some kind of conversation with them immediately, like personally, and say, hey, we might make it. I don't believe that. I believe that when I see you on any social form, you are for me to just hit and I got to go. And there are people that believe that's how that works. But I mean, just because you limit your network doesn't mean, I mean, it's a, look at, look at, okay, so let's take, I know it's a dating app. But let's look at apps like LinkedIn. No, no, no. no you no. already said you only you, you swiping left anyway. But go ahead. Though. No, I am. But let's look at <laughs> look at LinkedIn. So for LinkedIn, the purpose is to get on there and to network and meet people that you wouldn't typically meet face to face. So you can network with your coworkers, but also I can meet somebody who's also an engineer in Dallas or something like that. What's the difference when it comes to dating? Like, why not? I've met some interesting people like i will say tinder has had some and i've been on and off there's been some interesting connections i've made and then there's actually been some where it was like the person was actually cool like they were just kind of on this, like shoot let me give it a shot they were kind of on the same thing like as i was like i get on there for a little while see what it's talking about and we actually ended up like I mean, it didn't work out but it was it was an, it was a good connection well the way i look at it is like this 
you have that kind of connection really with anyone, it comes from the standards of being able to meet them on a, a different kind of organic. Like, I really feel like it, an app is not going to be good enough. I feel like an app is forced. How? I mean, I mean, we're there for a purpose. It's purposefully meeting. Like, we, we, if you're on Tinder and I'm on Tinder, we both know why we're here. Exactly. That's why I'm not on there. Because what? if I take my ass on there, then I'm looking for some kind of, I'm looking for something out of it. Regardless of the other person who's looking for the same thing out of what I'm doing, I'm really looking at it to have something out of it, regardless if it makes sense to you. I'm I'm making... I get what he's saying. And what what, what he's saying is that there's not an organic meeting because you're there under this preconceived notion that I want to date, you want to date, so you're not coming forward together as almost your just normal everyday self is going to be a little bit more of a front or a put on. Cause like I don't never have to, to see yourself. you again. Like I never have to see you again. I mean, I don't know where he's going with that, but yeah. I thought no, I, mean, I, had, but, I had you for a second, but no, I, but what I'm saying is when you say that, like I'm saying, I never have to see you again. As far as once I put that beside on and all that, that what? Because then you caught me dangerous. And I, now I got to, Hmm. Oh, once I put, a front on. <laughs> Once I put a front, I say that. Once I put a front, then oh, that means. Oh my god! <sighs> Once I put the front on, I can pretty much move it how I want to. All right. Well, we didn't mean to get on that spiel. So anyway, you guys, if you want to send in a letter to the letdown, especially one that's going to start a conversation like that, you can hit us in the DM on Instagram and Twitter at T-H-E-B-L-X-C-K-C-A-R-D. And the email is T-H-E-B-L-X-C-K-C-A-R-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. The Black Card Podcast with an X instead of an A. We're going to take a quick break. Come to you with our big joker. All right, ladies. This big joker is definitely for us and gents if you choose. But Victoria Betts has started her own brand, St. Heels, which is an adult performance and fundamentals heels class. Since Huntsville is growing, she is hoping to inspire all Huntsville dancers, beginners to advance, to come out as we don't have anything like this here in the city. The first class will be on Saturday January 2nd, 2021 at 7 p.m. Located at Campus 805 Huntsville Ballroom. The admission is $25. You can follow her at S-A-I-N-T dot H-E-E-L-S to register for the class. And now back to the podcast. All right, you guys, now that we're back, man. uh, This guy has kind of had the internet on fire. Um. Uh, Kind of polarizing, should I say? Um, I really don't know what to say about him. So, uh, for our listeners, I don't know if you guys have heard of Kevin Samuels. Uh, I I just got introduced to him about three weeks ago. Kind of watched a couple of um, episodes on his YouTube channel. Uh, were you got before we get into like really what came up? Have you guys heard about him beforehand? Literally, I didn't hear about him until the night before he went viral. Mm-hmm. Same here. I had no idea. Um, I, because I want to describe him to give a little context to the 
clip that we're about to play. Just so you know, this clip that we're going to play is five minutes long, but it's very important to play like it in its entirety. So you kind of get the full spectrum of what he does and how he does it. So he's kind of like a, I guess we can call him an influencer. Would that be? I thought correct? it was more like a coach. It sounds like a life coach. Yeah. It's better. You know, a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a life coach. And what he kind of focuses on um, is what he considers helping black women become married or find a man. And he, I guess we want to say, kind of does it with the, well, in his, in his intentions are to do it in kind of like a stern way or we're going to play the clip that went viral first and then we're going to discuss. So bear with us, five minutes long, but keep in mind the context of what I've said while you listen to it. So to set up the clip, he has a portion in his show that people can call in and ask questions and this young lady called into uh, a zoomed in skyped in whatever and they're having a conversation so go ahead men who make the kind of money you're talking about have options and typically they don't want to deal with women who are have 13 year old sons who are used to dating men who, this doesn't sound appealing to the kind of man you're talking about do you, do you understand what i'm saying yeah, but um, I was thinking once I start looking sexually with you that... Um, I can't change men. I know, but I can approve myself, and I feel like I have a lot to offer to those type of men. Oh, okay, but see, you should have stopped right there. I just told you I cannot change men. And you said once right? I book a session with you, I'm not a miracle worker. I'm telling right. you what they want. And you're still saying, yeah, but I want them. They don't want you. But I have been working on myself this year and um, looking your Okay, ma'am, but okay. 35, 13-year-old son with a sketchy father. Why would a man who's the top 10% of earners who women across the country want, want that? Um, because I have a lot to offer. Um, I feel like Would you want your son to, if you had a son making that kind of money, would you want him to bring home a woman who had a 13 year old son from a sketchy father? Or would you prefer him to get a woman who had no children, was younger and easier to get on his program? Depending on his age. See, um, this is, this, see, this, see, see what I mean? See what I mean? This goes so deep for black women. They will even, that oh, should have been an easy question. No, I would sorry. not want my son to bring, I want the best for my son. That should have been the appropriate answer. That's why I sat up. That is bullshit. You should want the best for your son. Of course. But this I is, did. But and are you thinking <clears throat> yourself on a scale from one to ten? You cannot use seven. Would I rate myself? Mm, just your face. Um, my face when I wake up five, but when I put myself together six. Okay. And how tall are you? Five five. Dress size. I'm sorry. 
your dress size. A three. Okay, so that makes you, if you give yourself a five, that's average. Yes. So average-looking women tend not to get high-earning men. They tend to get average men. So, um, did you, did you, I mean, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Breathe and digest. You're 35 years old and you can look around and see the world. You don't tend to see higher earning men with average looking women off rip. If you do see them, they got them. They got their average-looking woman when they were both really young, and he built his way up. But a man earning the kind of money you're talking about does not go for an average-looking woman. I mean, my body is not average, so... But your... Ma'am, you please don't make me say it. Say what? I really just wanted some advice. I love you. I'm giving you. I'm giving you advice, but you're not taking it. The I'm, advice is, ma'am, ma'am, you're average looking at best. I'm taking it in, but okay, but you're not accepting the fact that okay, average looking women, average looking woman who's older, average looking older woman with a 13 year old son. Average-looking woman with a 13-year-old son with a sketchy baby daddy. This gets worse every time I say something. And now you're asking for a man who's in the top 10% of men. You don't qualify for one. And you're making... I mean, I don't, I don't want to have to go there. But when you put in the, all these other factors... Why can't you just get a man that's an average guy? All right. So to kind of give a little more detail, or give you just the high points. So in this show, woman called in, she's 35. She has a 13 year old son. She said her baby's father is not really in the, the son's life, but uh, he's not dead or gone or anything. And she says she wants um uh she used the term six figure and in the when she said that uh Kevin Samuels pointed out that only 10% of black males make six figures or better so and then she was saying that she was having dating issues or and base oh he asked her also I'm just giving the details from the full clip um how many six figure men does she know and she was like, my dad and my uncle. And he was like, well, you don't personally know any six-figure men, but you want a six-figure man. So this is just the details or the facts that kind of I feel like are pertinent. Um, so now for reactions, I obviously, April. Okay. <clears throat> the first time I watched it, I saw a clip of um, this clip in particular without all of the beginning parts of it and where it kind of like where the conversation started and some of those details as to why he dug into what he was saying i i mean i don't care even if i have heard the rest of the video i don't like how he was speaking to her but i want to start here i was bothered by the fact that she called into this man's show and asked him for advice 
in the first place. Like, who is this man to be giving advice like this? I'm not saying that so, like that he didn't have any points in there. I feel like you can have points, but if you don't know how to deliver them, who are you? Like, what are you doing? But, of course, it takes nothing to become a life coach. You can go on Google and do that. So I was first bothered by the fact that she called and asked him for advice because I love your show. So I feel like she knew what was going to happen when she called in because I feel like that's not the first time that he's been like that. Um, but there's so many, there's so many, where, I mean, like, where do I even begin? Well, okay. I mean, I guess that's a, that's a good general, um, take to start off with. Jay, what were your opinions? I have no disagreements with what she just said, because if you really think about it, like, you kind of asked for, you really asked for the answer that you got with the personality that you just dealt with. Um... I don't think it's right by no means to tell a woman what she deserves or not. But at the same time, if you listen to him and you're, you're using this as an example to say, hey, you're one of the reasons why I'm trying to reach that, you ask for it. But then also, why why call somebody and say, hey, I, I want a guy with six figures? Well, That's th- what she wants. No, no, that, that that's that's the purpose of his of his page. Like, like he he is a relationship driven kind of like you said a life coach kind of situation. So the purpose of his page is to call in or to reach out for relationship advice per se, because he gives kind of like a little spill about uh-huh. in, information about how what men like what how women are kind of um vibe then they call in later and they tell questions i mean he asks questions they give answers and he gives his perspective on why they are in the situation they are in and what they need to do to kind of get out of it or to get what they want out of life now for me unlike you too i absolutely find no problems at all with how it went down, what was said. Reason being, his purpose is to be what he considers logic and fact-based. Just because it's mean per se, doesn't mean it's wrong. He's asking very kind of logic, thought-driven questions. And her feelings may be hurt, but that's kind of, he's not there to, kind of coddle her feelings it seems like is rooted in good intentions because the thing is the things that he's saying i'm not disagreeing with any of them he made a point to say you said you wanted the top 10 percent of men and he asked of her what do you bring to the table to those 10 percent he says she's 35 has a 13-year-old, got a baby daddy in the wind somewhere. By her own admission, she is, when she wakes up, a five at best in the face. I was so mad at that. But the thing is, he told her later on, or at different parts in there, that the thing about the, like, when she has a child, with that child comes, I'm going to use the term consequences, meaning that that almost eliminates you from the 10% of men in which you desire. 
because his point is why would a man from that 10 percent want a woman that's 35 with a 13 year old and a baby daddy and a five at best when he can go get somebody quote unquote better in the sense of younger better looking and with no kids I don't disagree with that. I was just saying, like, the the way that he said it. It's like, I don't know. I do still believe in the whole game of it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Like, it just sounds cruel. Like, I mean, I mean you can go ahead because I don't think I'm going to have the full answer for it. But it just sounds terrible. It was the delivery for me. Because, like you said, yeah. like, there were points where I was like, okay, a point made. Like mm-hmm. I said, to start out with. I wouldn't have even called in to ask that little man for no advice anyway. Because I'm like, he said he had little girls dripping off of him anyway at 51. Sir, what little girls is... Never mind. <laughs> Let me stop. We're not here for that. His opinion is that she has no access to these higher earning men that she so desires. Now, when she said the only six-figure men that she knows is her dad and her uncle, yeah. like... What circles, What? where are you not going where you don't know anybody that, like, you don't even know people that meet your qualifications to even begin to start that dating aspect? Like, how, you want a six-figure man, but you don't know any, and you're not, are you not around any? Like. Uh, there's a greater point in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he makes a lot of statements saying, this thought process is the problem. He's saying that you're not understanding the position you are in because I can understand where he's trying to get at because that is an actual real, I'm not going to use the term problem, but the, the word problem kind of keeps coming up in my head because I see this in the world around me. Now here we do have a lot of six figure men or a lot of highly eligible bachelors or whatnot. Where they at? I'm just saying. Go ahead. But but the idea that the woman in this situation is the prize and she Hmm. comes to the man as the prize, but she wants to sell herself as is. I get it. So that's like this man can go buy him a Ferrari off the lot. She may be a Honda and like, no, I'm the Honda you need. But then, but then she said that she has six figures as well. And then Mm. like, let's, so let's start here because I listened to more of it. And when they talk about, she wants a six figure man, you realize like six figures is a big range. Mm -hmm. So like you starting at a hundred K to 999,999, a whole lot of money, a dollar less than a million. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, the only thing I heard her say was that she had her own business. I didn't hear. Well, she said she had. He asked her, and she said that. But this is the point when it comes to that. She may make six figures, but that doesn't play a role in mm. the situation. In the realm of what she wants, he's has he has said in maybe not this video, but there are plenty of others that those six figure men like you you come to the table as if your six figures is a, a offering chip because in other videos what he asked them are these follow-up questions he asked them how tall you are how much you weigh and what your dress size is because he, you think you make this money 
and it means something, but he's telling you, no, you don't have a man because your problem is you're too big. You need to get in the gym. Yes. And that's, and you, people say, like you just said, oh, that's mean, that's bad, but that may actually be her problem. She may actually doesn't. She may actually be overweight, and people don't find her attractive because those six figure men aren't worried about the six figures you bring to the table. You are yeah. just may not be what he wants as six figure men, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I see backlash coming his way, which of course it would because yeah. duh. And it's so interesting to me because it's a. It feels like nobody's paying attention to the points that's being made. But when you're making points and you're not delivering them in a way that is received well, that's when people won't hear what you're trying to say. He could say, okay, so if I was to go back and try to replay what he was saying, she, she had, she makes six figures. She has a child. She has a baby's father. Okay. She would like a high earning man as well. One, you don't know any. So you need to put yourself out there and, and be in a place where you can get to know them. Also, find out, you know, what do you bring to the table? And what are some of the things that might hinder a man at that at that level to come in receive you as you are? And th- but You know what I would say to that? This is not a new conversation. Mm. It has been packaged well time after time after time people have written complete books about it steve harvey says he he they so many people that package it nicely and like well you know maybe you could do this maybe you can do that blah 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 he's cutting straight through the bullshit and the thing is if you're listening or if you're paying attention the backlash is coming from women well, yeah. It sounds like the blunt. The is men, the, problem. In, the men in the comments are if you if you look at it, it's not going. We're not going to go head over heels and defend him yeah. or anything like that. But you see a lot of men being like, he ain't lying though. I mean, the blunt is the the part I think everybody has an issue with. So my question is, because that's like there were points when I watched the when I first watched it, I saw a portion that was posted on social media. And it kind of was the portion that we played. But when I went back and was like, okay, she called into his show. This is how he always is. She started with, I love your show. And I'm like, so Mm -hmm. you listening? you know how he is. And the way she set up the conversation and how they got there, I still didn't like his delivery at all because it just just seemed disrespectful. And that's just me personally. I'm very big on words. I don't receive things well when you talk to, talk to me like that. But if you give it to me like straight, but not disrespectfully. I, I understand. And the way I perceive the conversation, it didn't border or it didn't get into that iffy territory until down the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's asking questions. She's Because what it is is he's, he'll ask a question and he doesn't get an answer. He doesn't get like a direct answer, especially when they ask like, would you want your son dating somebody like you? And now she she feels attacked because she knows that the answer is mm. no. Yeah. And that all he's saying is like, fuck the bullshit. Don't give me an explanation. Give me an answer. And so now it's like it's not getting through because I, I'm listening to it the same way. He's asking quick because as long as it was a question and answer, everything was fine. Yeah. Soon as she tried to 
try to maneuver the cons- the the answer to kind of fit her narrative. He just didn't let her get away with the shit. And that's all you know. It's funny you say that because literally, when I asked the person I was with earlier, I said, "Hey." Do you disagree with this man? She said, no, I just don't like, you know, how you explain. I don't like how I was basically explained. I said, but if it was your son, how would you feel? She has a son. Mm -hmm. And she got real quiet. She was like, well, that would be up for a discussion. Mm -hmm. And I said, so that's up for a discussion. But what he just said was, you know, broad, bold, and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I said, that's not fair because... You're going to pull your son to the side with that same kind of conversation that he just said that, you know, he don't think it's cool, but you're mad at the idea. So what about have, I mean, okay. Cause I want to back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So she has a six figure business, 13 mm-hmm. year old son with, with, you know, a guy that's not present. Mm-hmm. Is it the age? Is it the bag? Like, is 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 her child looked at all as it. all, all of, of it? it? Because I I fall into some of these categories in which we speak of, right? Yeah. The difference in the out in the outlook on life. Men go out to find out who they're going to marry. Mm. Women have to worry about if they're going to get married. When you're in this situation, we are the access point to marriage. We have a different thought process. We are the ones buying the car on the lot. And it sounds bad, but really the ones that kind of get it are the ones that realize that they are the cars on the lot. We go out here and find our wife. You don't go out and find your husband. You go out here and prepare yourself to be a wife. And see, the thing is, in those statements, people will be like, oh, that's antiquated. Oh, that's this. Oh, that's that. It's still true. Yeah, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. Because what's the first thing you say when you see somebody online, a woman on her knee asking her a man to marry her? You like you don't get your dumb ass up off the ground. I wish it was me. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. He's more so. I feel like being very blunt and realistic because that is the truth. Because us men from our side of the the, the conversation, it is like that for us. A, a single man that has a, a decent amount of money with no kids, the world is literally his oyster. Yeah. And that's the truth. But you could throw a rock and find 20 women, high paying, all the, all these things, you know, whatever. They've been, women have been told their whole life that they are special. If you are special, you are special, you are special. Who's special? Everybody. he he brought up a point where he said like what makes you feel like you're the exception and Mm -hmm. that's something honestly that i've been like kind of working through because a lot of times i think when things happen um in like the dating world i will feel like well how could they do this to me and Mm -hmm. then i have to stop myself and be like jay-z cheated on beyonce (laughs) you know what and (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not being funny. I mean, that is a good call. But though. but it, it it does like I often consider myself like above certain things happening to me just because sometimes either a they've never happened so I'm like I don't know how to deal with this and why would this person do this but I'm not the exception. I do feel like I am. I do feel like I'm special because that is how I mm-hmm. was brought up. You know, like yeah. I do feel like I I am special. There are things about me that uh, make me special. Um, but everybody's special in their own way. 
Right. And I am not the exception. Like, there are things about me that I w- used to wonder, like, oh, I got this, I got that. Like, what? I ain't gonna lie, though. I feel like now I got to tell my daughters, like, <laughs> Beyonce got cheated on. What makes you think you better? I mean, you you do not like... Not being funny, but, I mean, the, that was a good little And the call. thing is, black women, like, don't get it twisted. You have a fine line to kind of walk because... You are special. Yes. Like don't mm-hmm. like don't get it twisted. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that y'all ain't shit. Right. Like it's nowhere near what I'm saying. Right. You are absolutely fucking amazing. But there are you aren't the only black woman. Yeah. And that's the part like you have to walk in your lane of like, I am amazing in my lane. As April D, mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. is going to come and come to the lot and be like, Ooh, I want that. <laughs> chocolate car with the peanut butter inside you know what I'm saying like I want that one and but I have to know that like I have to carry myself as if I know I'm special yeah, as yeah, if yeah. I right. know I have yeah. the luxury package you just yeah. gotta come over here and see exactly All right. Exactly. but it takes a while to get there because I mean for a long time I was like me oh, <laughs> me to build on my car lot kind of example um, when you get a car off the lot you test drive it, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're testing cars out, you don't get everything you want in a car. You may want leather interior. You may want power seats. You may want that. But what you do do is you pick the best one. And as soon as you drive that car off the lot, you've made a commitment to that car. So don't think about when, you know, you, the, the test drive is the dating part. Right. You know, if you're dating, don't think about what the other cars have because the driving off the light is the commitment of marriage. So think about this. When you drive your car off the light, no matter what goes wrong with that car, you are going to fix it. That is, you committed to that car. You don't think about the... The car. You don't, yeah. you don't think about all the features in the other cars on the right. light because that's not your car. This is your car. Mm-hmm. So prepare yourself to be the best car and when that man drives you off the lot he's going to be committed to that car i liked this until i thought about the fact like when you say what happens when you drive off the light lot the first thing i thought about was the fact that the values depreciated like i'm like wait <laughs> you thought so you gonna drive hard on that me one, off yeah. the lot now i'm an old twenty five thousand dollar car <laughs> you put me back see that's what happened to her like she, she left the lot and had a baby and then she came back and now, now nobody nobody I wants to hunt. I'm not thinking nowhere to do like, that. Like, uh, anyway. I was going with it. Yeah, anyway, man. man. So look, really I honestly want to like employ all the partners to listen to something from Kevin Samuels and give us feedback because this is like really a hot topic. Um moving on, something else that went viral and uh different people have different feelings about it. Did you guys see uh, the Meek Mill water car kids situation? Yes. Yeah. So to give a breakdown of what he was in Atlanta, right? Yeah. So he was in the A riding around. He had pulled up and some kids were like, oh, shit, Meek Mill, blah, blah, blah. He rolled down the window. that was out there selling water. It was like five of them. And he handed them a 20 and told them to split it. Right. And the internet got ruffled because well they they felt like he could have done more so let's start there before we get to this next one how do you got do you have a uh, reaction to that situation when i go to costco and buy a 40 pack of water it is all of i think 2.99 
if he handed them $20, <laughs> he paid way more than what that one bottle of water was worth. Yes, I get the whole thing of like, oh, they're kids, but I'm not going to lie to you. He did. I'm not Meek Mill, but he did way more than what I would have done. Like, I'm going to donate. I donate to things, and my money goes towards good causes. But if a water bottle is $20, I don't I don't want the water. Well, I ain't going to lie. I've been hustled out there so many times living there. Like, I remember giving a kid, like, $5, and I just remember watching him roll his damn bottle up of money, like, after I gave him five dollars for the water, he had more money than I did at the end of the damn service, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What the hell?" Like, I mean, it kind of rubbed me off the wrong way, but at the same time, like, I get it. Like, you know, you got to do what you got to do, but mm, I don't think it's as deep as people are making it. And I understand, like, the whole well, me, you know, uh, speak for the streets to a minimum, but I really do feel like. If there's eight people out there, why do I feel like I got to support it to that massive when, like she said, water costs how much to go to the gas station to get? It costs a dollar away. Like, why do I have to hustle up and make sure that you are comfortable? Oh, I'm okay. saying it's so harsh. They're oh. kids. I mean, I'm blunt. All right, so that's some bullshit. It's, that's some bullshit of normal people. Meek is not a normal person, doesn't live a normal life, doesn't have normal money. And there are more layers to that to me. One, there's a recording factor. He recorded this shit, put out there, literally millions of people are going to see this. Trickle down effect is that now other normal people are like, if Meek don't give these kids money, why should I? Secondly, in your situation, the other people have said that, oh, I seen these kids. Because he posted, matter of fact, of a kid with money, you know, showing like a little money stack after selling water, right? Mm. So you're trying to tell me that, oh, they're hustling. Uh, a, a, a bottle of water cost a dollar. They just made five, four dollar profit, whatever. They should be good. No, these motherfucking kids can't work. They're not. It's not the same. They, and so just because that they make money, you can't put more money in their pocket like this almost like this mentality of like oh you have enough hey i you only get a dollar you only paid a dollar for it i gave you four more dollars you all right it's not about the money that i could give the charitable spirit that i do have because we as in here we've been at walmart we've seen people in the grocery stores and stuff gave them five dollars we are nowhere near millionaires we shouldn't have the same charitable spirit spirit so if you're going to put it out there as in your level of philanthropy or fucking with the hood, fuck that. I do require more from you. You should, me and you shouldn't be the, do, do the same thing. We aren't the same. But the problem is, is that, and I know that him putting it out there, him putting it out there is a problem to mm. me because we saw him give this group of kids $20 and told him to split it. But mm. what if he went down another block and there was another group of kids that he gave $20 to and another group of kids? We don't see that. And I know that that's not out there for us to judge and to criticize. But who's out here recording their whole life? He recorded that part. I literally would have been perfectly fine with him doing nothing. Because thoroughly that I forgot to bring up, think about how demoralizing it is for those kids. You expect from from their part. They like, look, I'm going to just hustle. I'm going to sell these waters. I'm going to get these bitches off. We're going to be straight. When you see fucking, maybe your favorite rapper or maybe one of the greatest rappers in your generation 
pull up and give you $20. Fuck these waters. Drugs, drugs seem a lot better because if this man can't do better, why the fuck should I expect better from life? This man has made it. You see him being from the same place as you are, and this man gives you crumbs? You think you're worth crumbs. I'm not going to lie. The only thing I didn't like was him writing ATL rents. I, I know what, you know, everybody know what rents is as far as the... Now you got to explain what rents are to the people. I said me too. Oh, wow. I didn't think so, but I, I will. I know what they are, but... But a uh, term for marijuana and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, I learned that from yeah. uh, Moneybag Yo. Um, that, to me, was a little belittling, you know, because you just basically put them in a category of something that's not really... I mean, you don't know those kids. You don't know nothing about who they are uh it's just not a fair label so he know. wrote he wrote rents on the money that he gave to them no when he made that video he wrote like within it like okay the first video was just him talking to him and then the next video he wrote atl rents and i was like Ugh, that's not a good look you know like you're comparing these kids to marijuana like but like i also devil's advocate like rents to me not knowing that it was related to marijuana was like you know little, I mean, that's the, little kids little rents you know that's the word play in it but the i mean you gotta look but at the duality of it is that atl runs are also marijuana a strain of marijuana that's how i felt yeah. like you gotta think about it too like you know even though you get that part like you said you gotta break it down just think about it i had to break it down to that understanding like mm-hmm. Somebody already understood that. Yeah. So I, if yeah. someone already understood that, you understood it. That's kind of. Yeah, that was. So, so you want to go ahead? No, I was Before just going to say. I hate that he recorded that. And I hope that he's doing more outside of that. I just don't like to assume that what I see on the Internet is all that somebody's doing. I don't think that's really what it is. I think you have to be careful. Like he said, though, what you perceive on the internet like you know when you say that kind of stuff and then you so quote on like you know you're helping and supporting but you're giving twenty dollars but you're calling them runs that's a that's a bad title so then this totally unrelated happened this uh like maybe a day later or two days later is it actually a lamborghini hell yeah jump in that motherfucker take a seat in that motherfucker Nah, go ahead, jump in it. It's good. You said it's your dream car? The richest people, I mean, the smartest people make the most money. What you gonna be when you grow up? A YouTuber. I'm already a YouTuber. What's your name? Mikey. 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 The smartest people make the most money. You hear me? It's yeah. good money. Yeah, I'll be rapping and shit. My name is Mozzie. What's your name? Oh, your name Mozzie? Yeah. I huh. heard about you, bro. Huh. So in that it's a rapper named Mozzie pulled up little kid pulled up on an accident. Is that a real Lambo? Mm. Mozzie hops out, tell the little kid, key in the car to like, man, go ahead, get in the car, turn the key. Kid like, man, I'm scared, man. He like, nah, man, it's good. So he asking the kid, tell the kid, like, hey, look, the smartest people, you know, make the most money. And he like, what you want to be when you grow up? He like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber. I already got a YouTube channel. He like, oh, well, shit, I'm a rapper, man. What's your IG? You know, I'm gonna put you out here. He like, oh shit, you Mozzie? Like, I've heard of you. Blah blah blah. He yeah. gave him, and he gave him a hundred dollars. Now, totally 
throw money aside, right? I get Imagine how that single day totally shifted this boy's life. All he did, Mozzie did, was take 30, 45 seconds of his time. Before the money, you let him sit in his car. Sit in his car and become vulnerable. Opened up to him. Let him know, like, and told, like, hey, man, the smartest people make the most money. You want to be a YouTuber? Then he said, what's your IG? I'm going to post you. He did everything, like, logically, in his power, in that moment, to pour into and this I little boy. And I will say this, though, because I am a Mozzie fan. To know who Mozzie is to do that, that was a lot. Because Mozzie has always been one of those street rappers that says, I don't fuck with nobody, I don't trust nobody. You know what I mean? Like, he has that attitude to say, Hey, I'm a street nigga to his, you know, 10 times. And to see that he did that, when you sent that video to me, I didn't really know how to feel. Now, when I mean I don't know how to feel, I'm like, this is total opposite of what I've seen him stretch as far as conversation with people. Mm -hmm. And it was very admirable, but I was like, damn, like, he has that in him, you know? So I know that it's going to almost sound like I'm contradicting myself. But when you did send that, I really did like that video. It did give him that opportunity to sit in this car and to make it feel real. And I and I loved what he put out there. But that's what's up. Like, he did it. Like, in my mind, okay, you gave one kid $100. You changed one kid's life. That's great. I love it. But I could be sitting there, you only gave one kid $100? What, do you, what else do you do for these kids? I'm totally, like... Fuck the hundred dollars. Like I'm completely you like talking about the car. Yeah, I'm talking about just the whole yeah, interaction. The experience. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like, like it's it's not about the money in that situation. So the, okay, so remove the money. That experience was it was genuine. I loved it. It was gold. Like he gave that boy. Like that boy's never gonna forget that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Meek has done it, but who said he hasn't? Like, but see, okay, but it's what I see. What you're saying is what you put out there. It's what you put out. You we're, we're in the only flaw I feel like in your in your statement is you're banking on what's not. We see what is. We don't we don't know what he does outside of that. So if we just go off the facts, we have seen both of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm nowhere near saying that he doesn't because fuck, he probably does whatever, what the fuck ever. But we don't know. But what we do know is what we've seen and what he has chosen to show us. So I'm judging based off what I've seen. Even though I believe that he does more in other ways, shape, forms, or fashion, but I can only judge you off what you show me. But if we believe that he does more, why waste the time and be this upset? Like Twitter was mad at this man. It for- was like you, you, mm-hmm. people literally have to stop thinking that for some reason the internet and social media is not a public platform, is not a group conversation. Mm-hmm. You put anything on the internet, you are opening for criticism and just co- totally. Fuck the idea that it's not. I don't even under nobody even promised that it wouldn't. Did y'all see how City went in his ass? What? Oh yeah, yeah, what yeah. About yeah. the whole record deal thing. Wait, wait. What part about the record deal? I Where thought you were talking about. I know they, they they said Philly don't fuck with him. Or kind well, of. Well, you know why? Like they said that. Well, if you out here, because you know he said that if everybody from Philly just stopped like trying to kill each other and stuff like that, he'd give everybody a record deal. And everybody was like, dude, you come from where we come from. Mm-hmm. You can't say a little stupid shit like that. You know why we are the way we are and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I I wanted to get a little mad at the folks that were mad at him for saying that. But at the same time, I'm not from there. Mm-hmm. I can't say I don't understand their emotions about why they said chill with that. 
I don't want to see, you know, uh, people kill each other, you know, uh, just, you know, people killing each other black on black, but, I mean, damn, I'm not understanding, like, you know, the, the stories of North Philly versus South Philly, and you know what I mean? Like, it's it's so much that I know that's built with them, where it's like, you need to back out of that, mm-hmm. and they have their emotions about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'm one of those people where I like to, I do things and I'm not a celebrity. So, and I don't put myself out too much about what I do, but I do things behind the scenes so much that I'm not a big fan of people recording them doing things anyway. Mm-hmm. I like, there's an aspect where it's like, okay, we're doing this and it might encourage somebody else to mm-hmm. give back. Like paying it forward when you yeah. go through drive through. But yeah. then it's like, I guess the people of Twitter said he didn't pay it forward enough. I mean, it's, What's know. twenty divided? How many kids was it? Let's six do the math. Or five or six. Five, five, five. It was like three or four dollars. Like six to. It was, it was six like th- it was like it was like three three dollars three to four dollars or something maybe. And they got that off of one water bottle. I don't know. What to say? I mean. I mean, we really don't really. He could have done more, but like we we just don't know the whole story. I can't tell a man what to do with his damn money. I mean, that's that's. But you can one hundred percent criticize him for what he does do. I mean, we criticized the dude from Amazon for not doing, you know, half of what he, they felt he was supposed to do with his money. I, I just ain't there, there for I it. feel like there is, okay, we can't, we don't have the physical ability, the legal ability, mm-hmm. but I do feel like there, we do the shit all the time. We apply moral standards to people the same way we apply morality to police. We say you shouldn't act like this mm-hmm. in your position. It's the same rules apply for uh, for different people. It's we decided that there's this moral standard that you should abide by, and we try to hold people to it. It's nothing new. It's just that's life, and that's the life that we're going to live. I mean, I get it. I'm just quiet to financials. I'm always quiet to financials because I don't know what you're doing to help people in other places, like. When Meek had did that, you know, okay, he had a conversation with uh, Lil Baby. He was like, you know, Lil Baby was talking about the money he made from that song he made. Uh, Dang, I can't think of the name of the song, but it was the song where he made after uh, George Floyd died. Oh, uh, Bigger Picture? Yeah, when he made the Bigger Picture song. He said, uh, you know, I got $1.5 million off of this, and I'm willing to donate this, you know, to whoever. Mm-hmm. Meek Mill retweeted and said, hey, if you donate this to where I'm from in this certain area, I will take your money and then we'll use my money for something and I'll, you know, donate it to something where you're from and we can make it an even swap. I don't know, like, you know, I don't know if it ever happened that way. Mm-hmm. But to say that that was a discussion, that's bigger than, the, you know, what we know that means nothing to me i'm sorry like i mean i hear and i saw it i know exactly what you're talking about but like you just said like it's just a tweet we don't know if it the same way you feel like it happened because it was tweeted i feel oh, like no, it, I, I, I uh, said, all right you know people well, people apply that and i haven't we didn't see or mm-hmm. hear any like news like meek mill donated this much money to this part of the land because L- that, like you yeah. know what i'm saying so what the fuck ever. I don't know. I just, I, I don't. That's just me personally. I mean, that's me because I understand like personal agenda. And Until personal we fix what's wrong, I really don't care what another person's doing with them. What's wrong with what? Like anything that you feel like you press to make sure that a celebrity is embracing and fixing as far as financially, 
if I'm not doing the same thing that I'm mad at this man for not doing, I mean, I'm double standard. Oh, yeah, because did y'all see on the timeline, um, I think around the time that you sent that to us, Cardi had tweeted about, I'm thinking about buying this 88000 uh, $88, uh, purse. Mm-hmm. And the timeline was livid that she would spend that amount of money on a purse when she should be giving it back to other people. And I'm like, wait. Uh, that's risk nigga problem. Wait. <laughs> now, that's a, now, that's something I I don't understand the level of care. Yeah. Like, like, it's just like, why do I, why do I feel entitled to your pockets, to your finances, to how you budget, how you give out your money? Wait. Okay. The only reason I give you just a little pause is for two reasons. Okay. One, taxes is where everybody has an entitlement to people's pockets. Pockets, mm-hmm. but that's on another conversation for another day. Yeah. But when you've made your riches from my dollars, there. When you take somebody's money, you take their opinion, from and I'm and I'm dollars. not and well. well as a fan, the okay, I'm trying to say like I'm not agreeing that they that you should care about how much money that Cardi B spends on a purse. But you're saying that because so if I am a Cardi B fan, basically I've given you that money, and so I should get some type of insight into how you get to spend your money. No, I can. I'm giving a under a reasoning a a reason for why somebody would feel. As though they are entitled to an opinion about certain celebrities' finances or how they spend it. Don't invest in that person. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Like I hear what no. What I'm saying, I'm I'm not telling. I'm saying this is we. You ask why would somebody feel like they have a reason? So he's speaking for those people. For the yeah, yeah, for the ones that do support Cardi, that do buy her albums, go to concerts and things like that. The feeling is you are who you are because of people like me. Mm-hmm. And and so that is where it kind it kind of I'm just making an un, like I can I mean, understand I get it, but I mean if I can give you a dollar I can't tell you really what to do with it. Yes you can. I mean if I gave it to you you really I really can't. No because let me tell you the, no let me tell you, you why you can't like I can when I say what? no when I say yes you can with like Forget the dollar situation. That's like a gift, whatever. So let's look at it like relationships. Would you move into an apartment that another guy is paying the rent for? I'm just relishing so, in the fact that somebody would be paying my rent. <laughs> like, well, it, well. Like, can we do a different example? Because I got kind of excited. You saw my eyes light up like, wait. Her emotions is different. Well, well, the only reason I bring that up is because we talk about, like, when people go into the talking, dating, certain stage, there is a certain thing that has been coming up um, in certain conversations about men using financial manipulation mm. on women. Okay. So it's like. So I, if I pay the bills, then you it, have to do as I If say. I remove your financial independence, you now have to take on what I say onto you because I'm paying for everything. I'm just transitioning train of thought. Mm. Not saying that it's the same thing, but if that level of understanding can be made for that situation, same thing. Or mm. same le- level lane. I mean, even what I thought. was looking at you. That's what I mean when I say like. You pay their but bills. But that, that, that's still a technicality, though, because, I mean, you got to think. It takes 1,500 streams for one actual album sale. I know, but that's but that's like... I'm no, just... I mean, because you also are the same person that I say, 
if I stream your song, then I bought your, you know what I mean? I, I'm invested and I bought into you. Like, I don't think that's really all the way truthful. Like, so, I guess the thing is, whoa. everybody's entitled to their opinion. Like, mm-hmm. people can have an opinion. I just don't think that Cardi, like when when people like Cardi and them come back and apologize to people for tweeting, yeah, like man. I would not say sorry. No, I'm like, not saying sorry. I, yeah. if I was Cardi, I worked hard, got the opportunity to be where I am, and thank you for your support. And so many people support me, and I work hard and I sacrifice all these things to get here. Mm-hmm. If I want an eighty-eight thousand dollar purse that I can afford, guess what? I'm going to buy it. Well, look. And y'all can say what y'all want. We ain't got Meek Mill money. We ain't got Mozzie money. And we ain't got $88,000 purse Speak money. Yourself. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll have a quick new segment we're going to throw in here. It's called The Black Card. So, uh, got me some little cards here. Came in a little pack with uh, just kind of questions. And I'm going to pose it to the people here. And we'll see what people think. Let me just find a good one. Which TV dad do you wish was your own dad? A. Lucius Lyons. B. Carl Winslow. C. Philip Banks. D. Heathcliff Huxtable. TV dad. April. Okay, I'm trying to narrow it down. Right now, I'm between Philip Banks and Heathcliff Huxtable. Oh, dang. Ooh, Philip Banks. Go with Uncle Phil. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Uncle Phil. Okay, Jay. Let me let me say him again. Lucius Lyons, okay. Carl Winslow, Uncle Phil, Heathcliff Huxtable. I'm with her, Uncle Phil, man. Uncle Phil. Oh man, man, man. This is this is like that a really tough. this is a real tough one. Like, okay, okay. I think I'm gonna go. Dr. Huxtable? Because I want to go to Hillman. <laughs> <laughs> you and my sister. You should have stopped. When my sister realized that Hillman was not a, a real school, she was Aww. so upset. That was the only HBCU she was going to go to. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a lot of folks I know. Hey, man, it played a big role, man. So, uh, man, that's it, man. We're time for the fuck yous, man. You got to fuck you, April. <laughs> I don't have one of those, but I do have an F you. <laughs> and it might be in this room. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just going to go back to, you know, Jay called me desperate for being on Tinder every once in a while. So I'm going to shoot that over your way. <laughs> All right, so your fuck you is to Jay. <laughs> that is really a good one. Damn. All right, Jay, who your fuck you go to? And it better not be over here. <laughs> Look, we ain't got no All time. right, fuck it, it's her. No, fuck it. Alright, fuck be. yeah, I got fuck yeah. yous back and yeah. forth. Alright, my fuck you goes to Meek Mill. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm your boy Bird. I'm April D. J as always. And this has been another episode of the Black Car Podcast where it's always us versus them. Thank you for listening. <laughs>